Welcome to the Mosh Zone, episode 43, week 43, volume 43, number 43. Hey going guys, how's your week been? Thank you for tuning in. So this week we've got Mosh news, we've got some Mosh reviews, and our Mosh interview is with Kadeem of English band Loathe. All of that is coming up in the show. So let's kick things off like we do every week, and that is with the Mosh News. Melbourne hardcore punk band Deadweight 80 unleashed a brand new music video titled There's No Will in Team. They also announced their debut EP will be called Filth and Two Sugars. They did announce that the EP was going to come out in a couple of weeks and it has suddenly appeared online. We will be reviewing that EP next week. Really good song, these guys. have got that crusty, every time I die feel, bit of a Cancer Bats feel. And it's great to hear a Melbourne band doing this kind of music. We see a lot of American bands, a lot of European bands. Finally, we've got an Aussie band doing it justice. So as I said, the band are called Deadweight 80. The song is called There's No Will in Team, and it's coming off their EP titled Filth and Two Sugars. Make sure you check that all out. King Nine, the hardcore champions themselves, have debuted another taste of their upcoming album. The song they released is called Gift of Life. The upcoming album is called Death Rattle, which is released November the 16th through Closed Casket Activities. If you like your hardcore and you haven't really heard of King Nine, now's the time too. This is their first album in five years and they're very well regarded and loved in the hardcore scene. So make sure you check these guys out if you like a bit of your frenetic hardcore. So the band are called King Nine. The song is called Gift of Life and the album it comes off comes out on November 16th called Death Rattle. Make sure you scope that out. Dutch beatdown slamming death metal band Distant have signed with Unique Leader Records. To coincide with the news, they also released a new music video for Zeroton. Now these guys are very much in the vein of Ingested and these kind of bands like Hortopsy. This will be their new album. It's going to come off and a really good label for them to link up with as well. Unique Leader Records really do deliver some of the best crushing, slamming death metal worldwide. Really good to see these guys link up with them and hopefully push even further. So as I said, the band are distant and the new song is called Zeroton. Last bit of news this week was Seven Dust debuted a new music video for their track Unforgiven. That of course comes off their album they released this year which is called All I See Is War. We reviewed that album a couple of episodes ago. Make sure you go back and have a listen if you haven't had a chance to yet. So that song's called Unforgiven. It's from Seven Dust and it's out now. So that's it for the Mosh News this week. A bit of a slow week, but a few things there to take your fancy. Now, of course, any of the music videos, new songs, artworks, tour news, pre-order links, any of the information we chat about in the Mosh News, you can, of course, find on our website and social medias. Our website is, of course, www.themoshzone.com. Our social medias are all at The Mosh Zone, and you can find us on Facebook, 
Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to the website and make sure you're liking and following us on social medias so you stay updated when we update you. It's now time for the Mosh Reviews. First up this week is the brand new album by Cycroptic titled As the Kingdom Drowns, out now on Prosthetic Records. First things first, this is the band's seventh album and it clocks in at nine tracks long. Cycroptic are one of Tasmania's best and most efficient exports in the metal game and have been around since 1999. Cycroptic are also very well regarded and deserve to be one of tech death metal's heavyweights. They're not only one of the best Australia has ever seen, they're one of the best the world has ever seen. They're very well known, loved and respected, not only here but overseas. When you're listening to this album, the first thing you notice is this album is breathtakingly efficient. It clocks in time-wise just under 35 minutes. Now for a tech death band to do that and still make it sound great is something you don't really see nowadays. Since it's short, you might be worried that they've maybe trimmed too much of the fat. They haven't actually. They've still found a way to jam-pack so much. Nothing's been sacrificed, and this album is outstanding. They have possibly, we would go as far to say, delivered the best tech death album of this year. There is everything you expect. There's the furious, insane blast beats, the iconic drumming, intense guitar wizardry, mind-blowing riffage, razor-sharp, savage vocals, and an amazing amount of groove. There are so much head-banging windmill moments on this that it's fucking sick. It's amazing. It's great. Psychroptic are clearly a band that are at the top of their game and are a band that are not slowing down. This album is brutally aggressive. This is how tech death metal should be done. An exciting thing for Psychroptic and for us fans of Psychroptic is they've been around since 99 and they seem to get better with each album they deliver. With this album, Psychroptic have reminded us that they are still one of the best in the game. This album might take you a few times to get into it and might take time to grow on you and for you to absorb it, but once you give it a go, it is so exciting with each listen. This album is for fans of Psychroptic, aborted, decapitated, suffocation. The album I am talking about is As the Kingdom Drowns. It is by Psychroptic. It is out now on Prosthetic Records. And we do give it a 9.5 out of 10. Next album up for review this week is the brand new album by All That Remains titled Victim of the New Disease. Out now on Razor and Tie Records. First things first, it's 10 tracks long. And this is the ninth album these guys have delivered. All That Remains were once regarded a big force to be reckoned with within the metalcore genre. But over their last few albums, they've kind of dropped off the game and become a strange, confusing, hard rock radio band. 
Before this album was released, there was some tragic news, and it was regarding the death of Ollie, who is the guitarist and founding member of this band. So unfortunately, going into this release, there has been some tragic news. This album is a bit difficult. It's not an instant classic for this band, but the band are trying to return to their roots somewhat. This is possibly their best album since 2010's For We Are Many, and that is five albums ago. So that's saying quite a bit in itself. Half of this album shows the band haven't forgotten their heavy metal roots. They haven't forgotten their vicious, brutal abilities they possess. There can be big riffs, soaring solos, catchy choruses, thumping, driving drums, bloodletting growls, and barnstorming, crushing, heavy moments. But the confusing thing about this album is then on the other half of it, there contains this unnecessary, unwanted, newer sounds that they keep incorporating. This is things like slow rock anthems, electronic dubstep kind of elements, less interesting, less exciting radio jock rock anthems as well. The phrase that really sums up this album is confusing. It feels like the band weren't sure who they wanted to be on this album. They wanted to go back to their roots, but they didn't really want to commit to it. Yes, this is the best thing they've done in about eight or so years, but it is a middle-of-the-road album for their discography. Hopefully on the next album, All That Remains will just go for it when it comes to their decision. If they want to be heavy, hopefully they just go for it. If they want to stay in this radio rock section that they're in, hopefully they just stick to that either. Basically, what we're saying is we want them to make up their mind. You're just confusing us. As I've said, confusion is all over this album. This album is for fans of All That Remains, Miss May I, Fit For A King, Five Finger Death Punch. The album I am talking about is Victim Of The New Disease. It is by All That Remains. It is out now on Razor and Tie Records, and we do give it a 6 out of 10. Last album up for review this week is the brand new album by Architects, and it's called Holy Hell, out now on Epitaph Records. This is the 8th album from these guys, and Architects are without a doubt one of the biggest names going around in metalcore. Architects have been through a lot over the last couple of years. They lost their guitarist and founding member, Tom, who passed away from cancer. So going into this album, there is understandably a lot of passion and emotion on this album. This album also has a lot of interest and hype behind it. Not only because it is an Architects album, but also because of Tom's passing. So that leads to the interesting question, does it deliver on all this hype and interest? Yes, simply fuck yes it does without a doubt. The message of the album is all about the loss and pain and dealing with all of the things they've gone through and it has created an impressive, spine-chilling feeling and atmosphere to it. 
Architects also with this album have found a way to, in some ways, take some creative step forwards. Architects never seem to just rely on what they've done. They always look to evolve in some ways, and they've done it on this album. What they've done is when they've brought the new stuff to the table, they've done it with very minimal effort and made it seem like it was always there. Architects, though, for everything they've done that's new, they haven't forgot their roots. They're still keeping the original flair and excitement that brings so many people to this band. Quite simply, this album is a masterpiece, and it's a masterpiece coming so late in the year. So many layers on layers on layers in this album. It flows perfectly. Each song feels like it was crafted and had a lot of time spent on it. And they have created a very emotional experience with this album. Architects have been paving the way in the metalcore genre for a while now. With this album, there's no doubt they still are paving the way. A lot of people will be standing up noticing this album. This album is white hot, emotionally brutal and amazing. This album is for fans of Architects, North Lane, August Burns Red, Parkway Drive. The album I am talking about is Holy Hell. It is by Architects. It is out now on Epitaph Records. And we do give it a 10 out of 10. So that's it for the Mosh reviews done and dusted for this week. What did you think of the reviews? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Get in touch. Let us know. Is there something come out that we might have missed and you want us to review it? Is there something coming out soon that you want us to review? Get in touch. Let us know. Are you in a band? Have you got an EP or an album that's about to come out or has come out and you'd like it reviewed on the show? Get in touch. Let us know. So if you want to get in touch, there are a few ways you can There is the website, which is www.themoshzone.com. There is the email address, which is themoshzone at gmail.com. There's also the social medias. All of those are at The Mosh Zone, and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Get in touch. Help us grow this Mosh Zone community. It's now time for our Mosh interview. This week, I got to sit down with Kadeem of Loathe. And thank you so much, Kadeem, for taking time out for the Mosh Zone. I'm a big, big fan of this band. Stumbled upon them a few years ago by chance. And they continue to excite me with everything they do. It was a great chat with Kadeem. Great to get to know all about the band and all about himself. So grateful and so thankful he was able to put time aside for me and the Mosh Zone. That chat with Kadeem is coming up now. Do you remember the band or the artist or a song when you were growing up that made you kind of realise that music was a thing? It doesn't have to be a heavy band, but was there a a band or an artist that you went, fuck yeah? Yeah, 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 of course. Like... Around the time, like when I was like ten or eleven, um, this is back when I had like a MySpace account and everything. This is before I was in like heavy music. I was into um a lot of like grime and hip hop, 
So like a lot of people in my area specifically were a lot were into like Skepta, JME, all them type of gram artists. And like that was the first type of like music that really resonated with me that I wanted to kind of like do like and kind of like like pursued, you know what I mean? So at like an early age, I started like MCing or whatever. <laughs> um, I went. I was under the name of Killer K. Killer yeah, man, K. Yeah, pretty cool. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. At a young age, it was a lot of grime and stuff like that. And then obviously, as I got older, I went to secondary school and like start sort of started to get into no kids like from outside of my area. That's when I started getting the more like heavier influences. And then I joined my first ever like school rock band. And I started singing from then on, really. So what what about um the grime music? Was it just the fact that people around you were listening to it? Like, or was it something that drew you into it? I think it was that. And, like, just the rawness and aggression of grime in itself, like, where it comes from and, like, the attitude of it and everything was, like, something that really resonated with me as a, at a young age. So, like, yeah, that was... I think that was it, really. That and obviously, yeah, everyone else was doing it, so I was like just kind of jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, it happens to us all as kids. So, you, yeah. you're you're a Liverpool boy, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. That's right. So, when you were growing up, at what age did you then switch over to saying you're alternative, or did it take a while for you to switch over? Honestly, it took I fit, it took a while, like because obviously, when I said when I was into like hip hop and that mainly. I kind of like looked down on, on anyone who was into heavy music. It was kind of like a, uh, you listen to metal type thing. But I feel like as when I went around the age of like, I don't know, like 12, 13, I don't know, around the time I was just coming into secondary school, like my third or fourth year, maybe third year, probably into secondary school, I started skateboarding a lot. And then obviously that's like affiliated with like punk alternative type music and stuff. And then, Obviously, you know, joining my first ever, like, uh, rock band or whatever in, in school. Like, just, I don't know, it felt like such a new world to me and everything was so new. So, like, <laughs> it was so, like, intriguing to anything I'd been involved in in the past. So I just wanted to, like, absorb it and, like, just be a part of it. And, yeah, like, I don't know, one. What was the It's kind of crazy thing. What, what was the band that kind of made you pay attention? Because, as you said, you were you were kind of like... You know, metalheads do it to anyone that doesn't like metal. So you, you, it was just natural how you were looking at it. Um, but what was the band that you went, okay, actually, I might be into this? Um, oh, my God. I think, uh, do you ever remember a band called Skillet? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, like Skillet, like Breaking Benjamin, all that type of like really cheesy rock. Like that's what got me into it because like that was kind of, because I was a big fan of wrestling as well, like WWE. Oh, yes. And like yes. they play a lot of that, that type of music for like the intros, like Kill Switch Engage and stuff like that. So like I kind of had an ear for it without knowing. Mm-hmm. And then when I fully got into it, it was like, okay, yeah, no, I like this. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a bit of an angsty kid. Like, yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah, well, that's natural. I mean, that, that everyone kind of is. So in that period of high school, how was it for you at school? I mean, because you've gone from being like in the grime group to now you're, mm. you know, you're in the the heavy group. Were you kind of always associating yourself as a alternative kid from this point on, or did you kind of just mix between everyone? Well, 
like in school i was never really like bullied but at the same time i wasn't really like the cool kid i was just kind of like middle ground with everyone you know what i mean just like i was just known as the kid who was always smiling always happy or whatever but um yeah there was a kind of like the transition was a bit weird like i did get some because when I, I was around the time i started like straightening my hair and stuff <laughs> and like i wear like fingerless gloves or whatever to school so like i did get a few names called I mean, whatever, but at the time, like, I was so into what I'd, like, it was all so new to me and also interesting that, like, I didn't really care. I felt cool that they went into what I was into and I was like, hey, you don't know how cool this actually is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was kind of a, an so, identity, like, basically. Yeah, it was like a what, sorry? An identity. It was kind of your thing. It was yeah, your yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, so when, I mean, you said you joined you know, high school rock bands. I mean, everyone does it. But when did you go, all right, music is what I want to do? Um, was there an age that you were determined or did you think maybe I'll do something else and then music just happened? Uh, well, I've always kind of had a thing for, like, performing. Like, at a young age, my granddad would take me to a lot of, like, drama classes and stuff. I did a lot of pantomimes and, like, plays and stuff when I was at a young age. So, like, I always had a thing for performing, but I never really knew that it was going to be music that I would be pursuing it through. So, like, as I said, like, when I started to join that rock band, I think I must have been around, like, 12, 13, or maybe even 14, probably 14. So, like, after school, like, every day I'd stay behind and, like, for hours with all of my, like, new rock friends and we just kind of jam and stuff. And, like, I just got, like... It, so like engulfed in that whole like thing of just being around people who can create and like make music so then i don't know yeah like i think it was that being around like uh being around like musicians or whatever and like, for the first time like proper musicians and already kind of being into performing or whatever like that just kind of like those two things synced and that was it for me so obviously performing or art in general is obviously, was it welcomed in your household? Because as you were saying, you know, you had that going on with your grandfather, but how were your parents with it? I mean, was everyone in your family really open to you wanting to pursue this? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like my mum has always supported what I've wanted to do because like my area where I live is like a very bad area and a lot of people kind of fall to like, crime or whatever so my mom was just really happy that I was doing something that wasn't that and that I was like I'd be staying after school to practice with my rock band while the kids will be coming home from school and going off into the streets and doing whatever you know what I mean mm. so I think it really put a mind at ease that like knowing that I wasn't fixated on doing bad things and I wanted to like do something creative and good with myself at such a young age and why why vocals I mean did you think about picking up an instrument or is it just you haven't got the um, skills in the beginning, it was drums. Like, I still do play drums to this day. I'm not as good as I used to be, but, like, when I first started, like, when I was staying behind the school and everything, like, I'd be jamming on the drums first and I never really had the confidence to sing. But it was only, like, I don't even know what it was that made me sing, you know? I think it was just... I think it might have just been a thing of, like, they needed the singer for the rock band and I was just like, yeah, I'll try it. <laughs> and then it just... Um, now, when you started out rock band, now, was that just, you know, I hate the phrase, but was it clean singing? I mean, what, what kind of singing did you start out doing? 
Yeah, it was clean singing. We did like a Maroon 5 cover. We were basically a cover band. We did like uh, Fall Out Boy. Uh, who else? Oh, we did a song about Foo Fighters. We did some Foo Fighters, Nirvana, all that type of stuff, really. <laughs> there was no really... I didn't really get into any like harsh type vocals until like later on until um I was around the age of like 17, 18. And that was around the time that um before Love were called Love, we were called R and Balance. And um before I actually joined that band, I was a fan of, I was a fan of the band and I'd be at like every show and I knew all the lyrics, all the all the um I knew every lyric for every song pretty much. And then um their their vocalist left and then they needed a vocalist for like one of the shows that they'd already announced. And I was already always at their practices and everything. So I just was like, yeah, let me try it. Did it. And then I ended up going really well. So. And how was doing screams for you at the start? I mean, did you have issues with your voice or did you kind of just naturally work into being able to scream? Oh yeah. I had a lot of issues. Like there's some really embarrassing songs that I think are still on the internet of me, like my early days of screaming or whatever. But, um, yeah, no, I, I had a lot of, like, it was very difficult to begin with, like, especially when all I was really used to was singing, going into screaming. Like, I'd always be on YouTube searching, like, how to scream tutorials or anything. That was one of them. That's a smart way of doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, it is. But, like, after, after, of course, it's just trial and error, isn't it? Like, hmm. you push your voice to a certain, like, you push yourself injure yourself, recover, come back and just keep doing that. And that's really how I've kind of tuned my voice to be able to do what I can do today. So do you, do you nowadays, do you have a certain warm up and warm down routine? Do you have to, you know, do you have to only drink water the day of the performance? Is there anything that you now use as a tactic? Um, yeah, well, I've been pretty reckless in the past with vocals, like with touring and stuff and not really taking care of my voice. Only recently I've been properly on it. Like, I've always warmed up, but, like, in terms of, like, I don't know, say on tour, like, drinking or smoking or whatever, like, I'm only just recently starting to, like, cut down on that and properly focus on my vocals because, you know, it's my instrument and mm. it's pretty much my job. Like, I need to take care of it. I've always warmed up, but, as I said, only just recently taking proper care of my vocals. Now, let's let's go back to what you were saying, you know, just before you joined the band that would become Loathe. You obviously, you were saying you were going to a lot of shows that the band was playing at the time. So you were obviously an active member in the scene. And what I mean by you, you're attending a lot of shows, what was the local scene like when you were going to shows regular? Was it pretty vibrant or was it just a few bands that were playing? Oh, it was amazing. It was like all the bands in the local scene were literally like celebrities to me. It was crazy. Like... <laughs> It was bands like uh, one band called Chasing the Legion, uh, Carson City, and then R and Balance, and then a lot of bands around Merseyside that were just like in and out of Liverpool. Like while she sleeps, when they first started, I went to some of their first shows, and that was insane. Like, yeah, man, it was it was a real like when I think back now, like it's crazy being on the other side. You know what I mean? Like I'm part of the new scene now, and then like when I look back at like like when I'm at shows now, I'll see me and the people who come to the shows, you know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah, but that's great. It, it, but, um, and that's how it should be. And, um, yeah, we're, so this is kind of skipping forward to like what I was going to ask, but 
get to it anyway, is what you saw when you were first going to shows, the turnouts. Like, you know, how does that compare to the turnouts that you guys see nowadays? Is it kind of still the same or has there been a bit of a difference? I mean, where do you see turnouts? I think the scene now compared to how it was back then has blown up so much. Like, it's incredible to be a part of as well. Like, we've got a lot more bands and, like, like this God Complex, Lotus Eater, uh, who else? Uh, Anti-Hero at the time, they're not a band anymore, but they were a band in the scene. There's just a lot of new bands, like, from Liverpool that are, like, doing the thing and everyone's really close and tight-knit. And it's kind of come to the point where now when we play a show in Liverpool or when we play a show in Manchester or anywhere in the Northwest, like there's kind of like a family vibe to it. And you see a lot of familiar faces and it's really like, oh man, it's really uplifting. Like to not, to see how it was back then. Like there was still really good shows when I was younger, but it wasn't as family orientated and like, as kind of like, it, it wasn't as welcoming. Do you know what I mean? And it wasn't as like popping. Like there wasn't so as many people as there are now. I feel like, it is just like a massive explosion in terms of like just a new scene and there's so many new people involved in it and so many new bands. And I'm just really excited to see the future for these bands and where it's really going to go. Well, I mean, clearly by the sounds of things, it's become, it's become a community. It's like, Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not that it wasn't earlier, but it definitely is a community now. And, you know, like you were saying there, I think, one thing that's really exciting about the English scene is just how much quality is appearing throughout that country. Um, now I'll come all back to that later. So let's go back. You've joined, you joined Loathe. Um, now yeah. at the time that like, you guys weren't called Loathe, you were still called, what did you call, what was the band called? R and Balance. R and Balance. It's such a weird name to say. Like, we had such trouble with it. I don't know why we kept with it, but it's, it's whatever. Now, if, if I'm right, that was like 2011, 2012-ish, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, around that time. twenty, Yeah, 2011 to like 2014, I think. Yeah. Now, why... 2015 was like the start of love, I think. Now, why the change? Why the change to Loathe? Apart from the difficulty with saying the old band name... Um, and not being a real fan of that name, you obviously guys weren't. Why the change and all of that? Um, I think it's like with us growing up as a band and like with us growing up musically, like it just kind of made sense. And we kind of, I don't know, we wanted to break out of the mold that we had already set for ourselves as our imbalance. And a lot of the music that we were writing for loathe i mean for our imbalance sorry it wasn't really fitting with the name or fitting with the vibe that we had so like we kind of really wanted to just re revamp everything come back and kind of like have everything done before we start as loathe because with our imbalance like there was a lot we announced like we announced having an album before recording anything like we recorded one song and we were like yeah we've got an album it's coming up do you know what i mean <laughs> so we just wanted to kind of like have a reset and start everything again and just kind of be more relevant and have something that can, I don't know, people can resonate with more now than as opposed to like how, I don't know, how we were portrayed in the past. Yeah, and I mean, and you guys in 2015, you were saying roughly, because that's when the debut EP came out. Um, where is it? Mm. I've got it here. Prepare, consume, 
proceed. Yes. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, love it. Um, <laughs> now, how long had you guys been working on this music um, before you finally got it out? Was this the music you were talking about that you guys had been working on still as the other band? Yeah, well, um, it was kind of a while. Like, we, it took us a while to get that first EP, like, fully recorded and done. Like, we had the songs ready, but we just hadn't. It was, like, a lot to do with, like, back and forth with people with mixing and, like, mastering or whatever and, like, just kind of get trying to get that perfect sound. And we even, we did a tour as our Balance with that EP. So, like, I think it must have been around, like, that EP was probably around two... 20, 2013, 2014, maybe even earlier. It's, like, it's really, really old music. And like even then, as Orange Bounce and as old as the music was, we still like just didn't feel like it kind of fit that name. You know what I mean? Mm. And you guys, I think a lot of people listening mightn't be aware of this period of Loathe, but you guys... Like you are now, but then I think it was also a little bit more different. You guys really approach things visually in a different way, um, especially yourself. You know, you had, you know, in a couple of music videos, you had this weird kind of mask tape looking yeah. thing. Um, break that down for us. What was the thought behind it? Um, was it like for a shock value or was it for just a random idea? I mean, how did that visual thing with the tape all come about? It was weird. Like in the beginning, it was just a random idea. It was like a silly thing I brought up to the table, just as like a oh, imagine if we did this. And then Eric, as always, like whenever I have an idea and I think it might be stupid, Eric will be the one to be like, "No, this is sick, and this is why we should do it, and this will help this." And th-. do you know what I mean? Mm. So like to begin with, like the mask was just a silly idea that turned into pretty much what the band is, and like became our character in a way, our like emblem. So. But like we've we've even recently we've kind of had a lot of talks and like should we keep the mask or should we get rid of it is it too old or whatever but like i don't know i feel like it really does kind of encompass the band and what it is but like as as there's i don't there's no really like deep meaning behind it it's just kind of like we wanted the face for the for the band and we wanted like we didn't want you to just kind of think of the band as like humans or whatever we wanted to be an entity entity like something that like uh, for example like i am aiden do you know the way they have um what's the guy's name the eddie. zombie eddie that zombie guy. Ed, yeah 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 like when you think of i Maiden, obviously you think of the people in the band but that's the first thing that comes to mind and that's what we kind of wanted to like do with love really now it'd be how did people react at first because it kind of you know from the offset with the first <laughs> music video you had it there um, it was all over, you know, the artwork and stuff. Like, it was very in your face and you guys put it there. Did did people get confused at first? And were you copying any negativity? Because as we know, there is a lot of it around there. But, you know, oh, yeah. what was it like at the start with that image? Were people accepting? Um, I mean, honestly, a lot of people were accepting and we just kind of like, yo, what is this? This is new and weird. Like we've never seen something like this before. But at the same time, there was kind of like, it was like, oh, you're trying to be Slipknot or like yeah. Hollywood. I'm sure that's a Hollywood and dead mask and all that type of stuff was obviously came with it. But I don't know. We just chose not to really listen to that and just kind of listen to what we were doing and art, like 
I don't know, just kind of focus on the image that we wanted and not what others wanted to put on us. You know what I mean? Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, fuck, fuck the haters. Is that, isn't that what yeah. the kids say? Yeah, fuck the haters. Um, trying, to be, trying to sound hip. Um, <laughs> now, how did this EP go? Because I know, I know that you guys started playing a lot of shows around this time and this EP is what got you signed to Sharp Tone Records. So... Break it down for us. How did it go? How was it received? Um, it was received like so well. Like me, I didn't like obviously because I said like it took so long for the EP to come out and everything. And because when you're sitting on music for so long, it take it's so easy easily for you to get inside your own head and like have doubts about the music. And because you've listened to it so many times, it's like, oh, is are people really gonna like be into this? Is this really like? is this us now still, even though we recorded this so long ago? And, like, from us releasing In Death first, like, it, I was not expecting the re response I did to it. Because, obviously, like, as I said, like, I lost, kind of lost touch with the e the music of the EP because of being unreleased for so long and we've been sitting on it for so long. So then when it was released and we got so much good feedback, it, it kind of, like, brought back the love for the songs. And I was like, okay, yeah, no, I, this EP is actually, like, I really love this music. But um, yeah, nah, man, the, the the response was like really well, like, really good. Sorry, we, I, I can't, I don't really think we had much negativity at all, really. No, it like looked, that, it looked that, all that it looked all positive, man, and so it should have been because yeah. I mean, you guys in that scene, it felt like you guys started a shift in that sound that a lot of bands are now bringing around. Um, you know, yeah. it's that. It's metal, it's metalcore, it's atmospheric, it's slightly new metal. Um, yeah. You kind of brought it into everyone's faces, and now it's exciting to see because there's you guys and then these these other ones like Lotus Eater and everyone else coming around, but um, it really felt like you guys shoved it down everyone's face um, and brought, yeah. up, brought up this new sound. Um, how... Were you, were you nervous because you said about this these songs on this EP, you kind of knew them for so long. Were you nervous that um, because you've had them for so long that if you didn't keep rolling with another album soon or another EP that people were going to forget about you? Or it would lose Oh, yeah, absolutely. Context? Like, that's that's the problem. Like, even down to today, we still kind of struggle with, like, we're like, oh, it's been so long since we we've released anything. Like, the people still care. But then we play shows and like, I don't know, it takes me to just go on YouTube and see people's love that they've given for our music. Like that kind of like makes me realize that no, like people still do care and people still do want to hear new music. But like, obviously, yeah, that was a, a very big thing for us. It was like, it's kind of like the anxiety of like, kind of whenever we didn't feel inspired to write music, it'd be like, oh, uh, this is, I forgot what I was going with what I was saying. But like, I don't know, man, it was just, kind of like it, it is weird for us to imagine like i don't know oh, i know i know what you're ah, trying to well i know what you're yeah. trying to say like and and something that i thought was really interesting was the sound on the ep is raw mm. uh, as fuck i mean it's really gritty and then you stepped up with the cold sun, which is, yeah. <laughs> um, 
now before we get into that <coughs> album, the, the first thing that was obvious is you you gained a label. Um, how did that happen? Did you approach them or did they approach you? No, funnily enough, that was like our um we we were gonna sign to another label and we just got a new manager at the time. So we were gonna sign to another label that was like not really on Sharp Town's level like whatsoever. Oh. And um we checked that not not to diss anyone or anything like that, but like that's just the reality of it. Um but like yeah, we um I think it was Eric checked his like junk mail, junk mail, <laughs> and there was an email from Sartone talking about like how they've seen the music video for In Death and how they really like they think our mu- uh, music's incredible and they want to be involved and they want to like support us or whatever. So like we were still skeptical because it was obviously came through junk mail. We were like, oh, what should we do with this or whatever? And then we show our manager and our manager's like, no, you need to forget that other label and start to shelter. And, like, <laughs> this is the one. So like, yeah, it's kind of weird. Like if we would have never checked our junk mail, most of this probably would have never happened. And it's a great label to be on too because it's... Oh, absolutely. If, if anyone that knows it, it's kind of an offshoot of Nuclear Blast and it pushes... Mm. It pushes bands. Um, how has their backing been with the album? And they also re-released the EP as well. Um, how have they gone with you guys? Oh, it's been amazing. Like, it's been really good to be involved in a label that, like, obviously we're signed to or whatever, but they understand that we we want to have creative control over everything and we have a specific way of how we want to portray ourselves on social media and through our music, like, they trust us with that and they trust that like we'll know what to do and we'll know how to like portray ourselves and how to like make ourselves loathe pretty much. They know. Yeah. It's just really cool to have a man to have a label. Sorry. That like trusts in us and like but, trusts in our creativity and isn't trying to like take the wheel all the time and just trust us to do our thing. Well, that's really important. And something that you mentioned there is this social media. You guys do that. I think it's really interesting. You do this red and black um, imagery filter. I don't know if it's a filter. Yeah. It, it's it's fucking it's trippy, but it's it's really good and it's smart because you guys are using it not only on the live photos, but a lot of um, the touring posters or gig posters are using that same color. So you guys are kind yeah. of setting a thing that when you see those two colors together in a picture you go loathe uh, okay yeah. Um, yeah and that's like also with that like with the colors and stuff we kind of make it it's like a cycle for us like this cycle is red and blue so then whenever we change our color you'll know that that's we've gone past right. that now and we're now into our next chapter if that makes sense oh okay so everyone listening watch out for when loathes change up to a different <laughs> color because that means the next Wait album's the on colors. the way that means the next album's on the way um <laughs> now this album the cold sun ooh, fuck mm-hmm. man dude like yes like this is really um you guys as i was saying the ep's raw and this one feels like you took really a lot a lot of time and it didn't feel like there was a lot of time between the ep and this but the <clears throat> atmosphere sounds the kind of um what do you call it? A concept kind of album that it was. Um, can you, what's the concept behind the album? I know, but for anyone that's listening, what's the concept behind the album? And the concept is, it's basically like, it follows, um, 
a story of like, oh man, it's it's been so long since I've spoke about this. This is crazy. This is bringing back like memories. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 not so much a, like a specific story, but kind of like encompassing like feelings and like thoughts or whatever that like we were going through at the time, and we kind of made to th- to fit a theme and story behind the cold sun and a lot of like the artwork and lyrics kind of coincide with that and make this like it's kind of like open for interpretation but to us we kind of have our own like deep story behind it all you know how was it for you because um this kind of leads me into a question with you with lyrics how do you go writing lyrics because some of these uh songs on this album feel very personal um, and that's a compliment. Um, songs like East of Eden, uh, Dance on My Skin, things like that. Um, do you struggle writing lyrics or is it something that comes very easy to you? Um, for me, honestly, I there are times when I struggle. Like I suffer with, with like writer's block like quite frequently. Like I had to really, really feel something to be able to write about it. Otherwise, I just can't do it. Like, so... With, with lyrics, it's a lot of, like, I'll write my thoughts and feelings or whatever it is I'm feeling at the time down, and then I'll go to Eric, and then he'll be like, you know, we should say this, it'll sound sicker, or we should do that, and this word will sound better here. And then, like, we kind of just bounce off each other that way. And only just recently, kind of everyone in the band writes lyrics now, and it's something that we all come together and do, as opposed to just one person doing. And it's, like, it's something we've been doing a lot with music as well as just lyrics. Like, we're writing our music now all together as opposed to just one person. So it's, it's really, it's a really cool thing. We're just starting like now when another thing with lyrics, if you're, um, you know, writing a very personal song and you mm. get all of that vent out, um, how does it feel for you then knowing that other people are hearing this on, on CD? Like, do you, do you see that as empowering moment or do you kind of go, I saw someone walk in the background. Um, <laughs> Or um, <laughs> um, do you see it as an empowering moment, or do you get quite nervous that someone else is going to hear what you're saying? Oh no, I love it! I love it so much. Like it's like it kind of makes me not feel alone in a sense. Whereas, like if I've wrote something that's very personal to me, and say someone else has listened to it and that's resonated with them, and then they'll come and tell me that at a show, or I'll even see it in some people when I'm saying it screaming a certain lyric and I can see it's fully hitting someone and they understand where I'm coming from. Like that for me is very empowering, very empowering. Sorry. Now, before I ask the next question, which is an obvious one, the, with that album that got you to the U S um, yeah, which had to have been a big experience. Um, what was that like for you guys suddenly branching out touring with wage war and Gideon and bands like that? It was insane. Like that whole entire month was like a movie for us. Like it had its amazing parts. It had its bad parts. It was just incredible. Like, like especially for being on tour with like a bands like Gideon and like various bands that I've been listening to for a while anyway, and we're big fans of. To like actually go on tour with them and be on like a friends level with them was pretty insane. Like I've been listening to Gideon for so long since I was like. Around the time I was just getting into metalcore pretty much, and to the fact that like I'm friends with them now, and it's just like a normal thing. And like I got on stage and did songs with them that I'd been listening to for years, and like just being able to do that was crazy. But like that whole experience is amazing, man. Like that's the dream, like tour in America, and the fact that we did it is 
it still doesn't really feel real. It's crazy. How were you guys taken by the crowd? Because were were kids, as you've mentioned a couple of times, kids scream the words back at you. Were you were you getting a lot of that at the shows, or was it kind of certain shows were a lot of people, some not many? How was the reception from the crowds? It, it varied really, but like pretty much every night we had someone who would tell us like, "Yo, I've been listening to you for so and so long since the cold sun or since prepare consume proceed." So like we always had someone who connected with us on that level. But like, as far as just American shows in general, like it's so so different to anything in the UK or Europe. Like they, re- it's like a rock show like in America. Like people go in. Like I remember our first ever show in Indianapolis. And we didn't know what to expect. Uh, we turned up at the venue, sound checked everything, and then as we were about to play, before we even started, the pit opens. Everyone's just ready to like. They're just ready to go crazy and go wild. Like it's insane. Um, are the, were the turnouts good? Oh yeah, turnouts are amazing. The Wade Wall are killing it right now. Like yeah. for us to be on that tour, like we were first on, and every night, like every night. I think there might have been at least like maybe one or two shows that it wasn't so packed in the beginning, but like every night from start, it was like packed front to back. Fuck yeah. Now that also album led to some big tours around your homeland and then also Europe. You know, you did the stage invasion thing with Barry tomorrow. Um, You did recently did Beartooth tour. Um, you did download, you did slam dunk, you did tech fest. Clearly the momentum is at a high right now. Yeah. So this leads to the next question, which you can, there will always be the only so much you can say. Um, what's going on music wise? Because are you feeling the time is going to be due soon to drop something, an EP or an album? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, Right now, we have, like, so many eyes on us because we've done so much and people are just, like, expect, little waiting for the next step, you know what I mean? So that comes with a lot of pressure, but at the same time, it is very inspiring because it's, like, we have been waiting for this. We've been waiting to be the band that everyone's waiting to hear what's next. Like, it has been so long when we've been the band that no one really cares about. So the fact that, like, we're at this moment now, we're trying to, like, make the most of it and, you know, show everyone really, like, what we can do. And also, I mean, you, you've also got that thing where you didn't win it, but you still, you've been nominated for a golden, uh, golden, uh, yeah, even, golden that, even that alone is incredible. Like, that's insane. It's that, that's something not a lot of bands can say. Um, so, I yeah, mean, so are we, you're probably not going to, you've got two months left of this year. I mean, is it going to come out this year? It's going to be next year, isn't it? I can't say anything. Oh. I, I, can't, I, I honestly can't say anything. Okay. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to predict we'll have something by the end of the year. Maybe a music video. I'm just going to call it. I, I'm, I'm good at just uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I can't say. Oh. I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> now, a couple other um, things chat about. Uh, one is where, where are you going to go next year touring-wise? Is Australia on the cards? Um, we want to tour Australia. Like, as you we were saying, um, when we played Slam Dunk, obviously North Lane played Slam Dunk. And um, when, which was a um, crazy thing for me, even meeting North Lane, because I'm like one of the biggest fans. 
So like when we met them, they were like, yo, we love, we, we just watch your guys set. We dig you guys. These are amazing. We'd love to, we'd love to take you out to Australia. So like if we can make that happen, that would be incredible. But as of now, there's not, I can really say, but we, we want it to happen. Like we want to come Australia because Australia is like popping for heavy music. It is. Like, I, I, I'm pretty yeah. jealous of of England, though. I mean, my wife's English and been over there quite a few times, and you see the English scene. Really, quite jealous because we're a, we're a small population. You guys have got a large popping population, so it's you know mm. we we got some good bands, and I think you guys would fit perfectly on any of the tours. I think like Alpha Wolf, North Lane. There's some some big bands down yeah. down here. I think you'd slot in perfectly and australia is due a loathe tour in 2019 so well hopefully hopefully we'll get you hopefully we'll get you hopefully i want it i want it to happen i do well it 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 needs to fucking happen now (laughs) a couple other questions are kind of um you've mentioned myspace earlier you've been in a band through kind of a big shift in the industry. So you've seen how social media wasn't a thing and now it's a big thing. Um, how do you see it being an artist? Do you see it as a challenge or is it quite exciting with all of this stuff that you have access to? Honestly, it's a mix of both. It's kind of like, I wish likes and followers didn't show a band's worth and it was just more about the music. But at the same time, the internet has done so much for like music, like, the fact that I'm even talking to you right now is solely yeah. through you finding us on the internet. So if it wasn't for the internet, maybe we'd never, you'd never heard of us or anything. Do you know what I mean? So like it comes with its pros and cons, but I think mo- for the most part, it's a lot of pros. Cause it's like, it connects a lot of people and you know, it, it helps spread the message and it helps people find like, I, there's so many bands I've found solely through the internet. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's a weird do you think there's pressure? There's more pressure on a band nowadays than there used to be because, as we've mentioned a couple of times, you constantly need to be in people's attention. Because if you don't do anything yeah. for six months to a year, people will turn off you, kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, there definitely is. Like, it's kind of like you've got to kind of always uphold an image, and I think that's something not every band is good at. So I think that is something that a lot of bands kind of suffer from. But at the same time, it's just one of those, like, you just kind of, you have to adapt. Otherwise, there's, there's not enough you can really do, really. Yeah, you'll sink and die, unfortunately, if you don't adjust. Um, now, I don't think there's really anything else. Oh, the only other th- question I've got before we kind of get ready to wrap things up is, um, if you could pick um two other bands one european one american to tour with right now that aren't big bands i'm not talking like say slayer and something like that but two kind of undergroundy bands that you'd like to give a shout out to who would those two bands be Um, do you say american and european yeah it can be an english and an american band but one from each continent Probably, honestly, because they're good friends of ours, and as you said, they're not really they get they're doing things, but they're not getting the the praise that they really deserve at the moment. I mean, not they are, but like I can see them doing bigger things. Is God Complex for sure? Because like I absolutely love that band, and I feel like everyone should listen to them. And um, 
Ooh, for American, I'd say Varials. Like, yeah, I really cool. want to tour with Varials again. Like, even if that was like a UK tour or Varials and Got Complex, I think that would be insane. And this is like just remind me another question. Vocally, when you started out, this is going way back, but vocally, when you started out, did you want to sound like anyone? Because you don't sound, um, you, there's not very many vocalists that sound similar, but did you want to sound like anyone? Yeah, I wanted to sound like um, like uh, Adrian, you know, the original vocalist from yeah. North Lane. Yeah. Like, he was my inspiration, man, like, back in the day. Wow. So, like, it was, it was him or, like, I don't know, man. I listened to a lot of volumes, but I wouldn't even really say I sound like anyone in volumes. No. no. It's, like, volumes or, like, Miss May I. Like, Miss May I was the, when I, you know, when I said I joined R and Balance. The ailments, yo, yeah. <laughs> Eric's just shouted from the Have you ever heard of a band called The Ailments? Yes, I've heard of them. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, that band were really like I would. They, that guy's highs, like I really wanted to sound like him a lot. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. Um, well, yeah. before we wrap things up and we do our last segment, gotta say, really excited for um this next chapter that's coming up of Loathe and. Gonna be keeping an eye out for a color change. As soon as I see something that's gone different, I'm fucking. I'm telling all the boys, keep your eyes out. Um, now, now, dude, our last segment's called Pick Your Poison, and pick your. Everyone loves this because we're gonna just pick your brain a bit. Okay. Now, what happens is you get two choices. Now, you have to pick one. The other one that you don't pick is wiped from existence. Okay. So it sounds easy. But we'll find out. So we start off with some food okay. ones. Pizza or burger? Oh, man. Does that include, like, veggie burgers? Because I've just recently started eating veggie, so. Yeah. Oh, damn. Um, oh, I'm going to say pizza. Pizza just because, I don't know, I feel like... I don't know. That's hard, man. <laughs> yeah, they're not easy. Yeah, pizza. pizza, pizza. I love my burgers. I love my burgers. Pizza. Okay. Would you prefer a Chinese takeout or an Indian takeout? Ooh, Chinese. Absolutely Chinese. Okay, okay. Would yeah. you prefer a bap or a butty? Um, a bussy. <laughs> a bussy, yeah. Do you prefer mayo or brown sauce? Uh, brown sauce is disgusting, my man. <laughs> All, <the way. laughs> All right. Beer or whiskey? Ooh. I used to hate beer, but, like, after we toured Europe and Germany, I actually love beer now, so I'm going to say beer. Okay. Would you prefer to go to a restaurant or cook at home? Restaurant, because I am terrible at cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Would you prefer to go to the cinemas or sit on the couch? Mm, sit on the couch because I feel like there's only so much. I feel like the cinema business is going to go. I feel like it's going to go out of business soon. Yeah. Because the internet, you know, like you could just watch whatever you want at home. Yeah, not only that, but cinemas are a ripoff, like especially here in Australia. Yeah, like, like, oh, especially in Australia? Oh, it, it's... Um, it's what it's probably about twenty dollars Australian, which is probably like about thirty-five quid, probably something like that. Oh, 
yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stay at home. <laughs> Stay at home. <laughs> yeah. Stay at home. <laughs> um, now, this one will be hard because, you know, you live in Liverpool. Beach or snow? Mm. Ooh. I absolutely hate the cold. Like, the cold is, like, the worst thing for me ever. So, I'm going to say beach. Okay. Skateboarding. Although it's never really hot at any beach ever in Liverpool. But... Well, I was going to say, you guys, where's the nearest beach to you guys? Um, Crosby Beach, which is, like, not even really in Liverpool. It's, like, on the outside of Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That doesn't count. Doesn't count. Um, no. Skateboarding or rollerblading? Ooh. Uh, skateboarding? Oh, no, 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 no. Because, I don't know, I'm good at skateboarding, but, but I'm insane at rollerblading. Like, I'm actually, it's like a hidden talent of mine. I'm really good. Ooh. I'd say rollerblading, yeah. Okay, okay. Surfing or skiing? Ooh. I've never done either, but I really want to do surfing, so I'm going to say surfing. Okay. Uh, PS4 or Xbox? Ooh. I was originally an Xbox person, but then they bought Spider-Man out on PS4, so I'm going to have to say PS4. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still haven't played it either. I still haven't played it. Is it good? Oh, my God. You need to miss it. It's incredible. Uh, I'm just waiting for the new uh, Red Red Day, um, Red Dawn. Oh, Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. But apparently it's huge, the file size. It's ridiculous. Like, it's one terabyte. Oh, really? Oh, Wow, I haven't. I've like I've not kept up with videos. I'm one of them. Like I like to just play the game and not know much, and then figure out everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do the same. I only play uh, FIFA and NBA anyway. That's the only ones I really play. Mm. Now FIFA's the one. Yeah, but who would you play on FIFA? Who's your team? Um, Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of cheating, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That's why. <laughs> All right, um, cat or dog? Oh, um, same again with PS4. I was originally a dog person, but my mum just recently got a kitten, and she is the sweetest thing ever. And like, I've always thought like cats were always kind of like, fuck you, stay away from me. But this like kitten's so loving and always wants to be around me, and I'm like, it's giving me a new perspective on cats. So I love cats. I'm gonna say cats. Okay, we've got a few movie ones here. Terminator or Predator? Terminator. Rambo or Terminator. Rocky? Rambo or who is it? Rocky. Ooh. Rocky, I say Rocky. Just for just yeah, just for nostalgia. Um Batman or Superman? Ooh. Damn. Like, Superman's cool because he has powers or whatever, but Batman's cool because he doesn't have powers, but somehow he makes it work. I mean, he's got a lot of money, but... Hmm. I'm going to say Batman. Yeah, good answer. Good one there. Um, James Bond or Jason Bourne? <sighs> James Bond. James, James Bond's the OG, man. I feel like Jason Bourne is just kind of like a copycat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, South Park or Simpsons? South Park, all the way. Okay. All the way. Now, you said you like wrestling, yeah? Yeah. Okay, I got some wrestling ones. Um, oh, okay, let's see. Undertaker or Kane? Oh, my God. You had to pick the two brothers, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Um, I think Kane just for the mask, man. He's so like oh, I don't know because he's kind of like the underdog. You know what I mean? Like Undertaker's praised because it's the Undertaker, but then like Kane, I don't know. I don't. I feel like he's not as well. Um, I, I don't think we like appreciate him as much as we should. Okay. And plus, he had, like, the, the whole era with him with the mask, man. Like that was so cool. Yeah, but and I, when he I, took off the mask, like yo. Yeah, but then now that whole no mask gimmick is just, it got boring. Um, And then they kept doing that, like it looked like he still had black paint around his eyes every time he came out. Um, Yeah. Triple H or HBK? (sighs) HBK. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, he's the man. Okay, Rollins or Reigns? Mm. Reigns. Really, Reigns? Wow, <laughs> man! I'll give you. I'll give you. No, that's pr- pretty impressive. Not a lot of people would say that. So, um, now a couple of music ones before we finish: Slayer or Pantera? Ooh. I'm going to say Slayer. Okay. Nice. Yes. Um, Metallica or Megadeth? Um, I hate to be like obvious. With, uh, like, I mean, it's uh, Metallica. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, corn or Limp Bizkit? Hmm. Corn. Ooh. I got, I got a lot more like inspiration from corn as opposed to Limp Bizkit. So I say corn. Okay. Last couple. Would you rather be in the mosh pit or up the back watching? Ooh. See, I I claim like my mosh re- retirement like a while ago, but then there'll be times when I'm at a show and there'll be a certain part of a song that I'm just like, nah, I need to be in the mosh pit. Like, <laughs> example, like, Varials, like, seeing them live, I can't not mosh. Like, it just, I, it has, I have to. So I'm going to say mosh. Um, touring or recording? Ooh. Um, I'm going to say touring, but I also love recording, but like touring is just kind of like you're living the, that life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Out there. Like, yeah, I'm going to say touring. Um, and last one is CD, vinyl or download. Ooh, I haven't known the CD in a minute, so I'm going to say download. Because yeah. all I really do now is download my music on Spotify. So, yeah. Uh, dude, fuck. Yes. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Thank you. This has been so cool. Like, I've never done a podcast like this before. So, is, yeah, I'll, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. No, man. Uh, thank you for taking time out. So that was my chat with Kadeem of Loathe. Thank you so much, dude. Much love, much respect, much appreciated. Thank you again for taking time out for the Mosh Zone. Now, guys, as you heard during that chat, there is an EP and an album by Loathe online and in stores that you can get now. Make sure you do yourself a favor. Get into this band now before they blow up even bigger than they're starting to get. Thank you again, Kadeem. Really, really appreciate it. Hopefully get to catch up very soon. So that's it for the Mosh Zone episode 43. Done, dusted, in the can, all wrapped up. We are done for this week. 
Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If you're a first-time listener, thank you for giving the show a go. I hope you tune in for future episodes over future weeks. If you're a frequent listener, much love and thank you as always for tuning into the Mosh Zone. Now guys, it's that time of the show. It's near the end of the show, so I need to remind you and ask you If you've got some free time this week, help us spread the word about the Mosh Zone. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell anyone that likes heavy music about the Mosh Zone. Also, if you've got some free time this week, help us out with a share on your social medias. Share it on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Help us grow this show. Help us grow the Mosh Zone community. It's also that time of the show where I need to remind you, don't forget to subscribe to the website. The website is www.themoshzone.com. And also, don't forget to like and follow us on social medias. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are at The Mosh Zone. So that's it. No more rambling from me. Thank you again for tuning in. Have a great week. Stay safe. Open the purse.